0: To Life Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and through the Internet deliver it to you. My name is Reverend Todd Laddick, and I am bringing to you part nine of a nine part Lenten series entitled uh, Drink from the Fountain of Grace, with today's message specifically entitled The Cup That Never Runs Dry, based off of John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. So let us dive into the Word today. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For until then they hadn't understood the scriptures that said, Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb, crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go, find my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. Amen. Jesus is alive. That means God's grace will never, ever run dry. Let me tell you, I am a uh, broken human being. And if you don't believe me, ask my mom, ask my dad, ask my wife and my children. But here's the secret. We all are. Amen. I am a being in constant need of God's grace. And you know what? We all are. Amen? I am fortunate to have been a regular recipient of God's grace throughout my life. I mean, first, the grace God gave me in life itself, being born into this world. Second, grace came in the form of baptism. Where I was, without merit, welcomed into the body of Christ, from which I grew to know and follow Jesus. Where I eventually confirmed my baptism as my uh, my own and took on the identity of a Christian. Third, God's grace was there every step of the way. God's grace was there when I was being bullied. And actively helped me overcome that. God's grace was there when I stupidly decided to go out into the woods with my friends and drink a bottle of scotch. Kids, don't try that. Learn from me, not worth it. God's grace was, the officer, was with the officer who brought me in and called my mom. That was a fun day. God's grace was with my friend who didn't die that day from alcohol poisoning. God's grace was with me when I got hit by a pickup truck on my bicycle, when I met my wife, when I had my children. Through years of depression, anxiety, and insecurity, throughout the triumphs and challenges of ministry, God's grace has been with me, is with me, forever. As human beings, we are all in need of God's grace all the time. The evil war that Russia is waging in Ukraine, let alone the poverty, disparities, and hateful political displays in our own community, have highlighted our ongoing need for grace. The amazing news that we celebrate on Easter Sunday is that God's grace never runs out. Jesus has overcome sin and death and evil in his real bodily resurrection. And in doing so, Jesus is the fountain. Jesus is the fountain of grace that we can return to again and again when we are thirsty. So this this whole series is entitled Drink from the Fountain of Grace. Well, my friends, we have now revealed the fountain of grace, and that fountain is Jesus And we can return to Jesus again and again and again when we are thirsty. If only you knew who I was and whom you were speaking to, you would ask me for water and I would give you life-giving water. And you would never be thirsty again. In the gospel... According to John, we follow three of Jesus' disciples, Mary Magdalene, Simon Peter, and John, to the empty tomb. Each disciple's experience of the empty tomb and Jesus' resurrection is different. So let's look at them briefly. Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb alone while it is still dark. Her first instinct is to run and tell Simon Peter and the beloved disciple. Simon Peter and John, who is the beloved disciple, go to the tomb because Mary has told them Jesus' body is missing. John arrives first but does, does not go in. For whatever reason, he pauses at the opening of the tomb. Simon Peter arrives, but in typical Peter fashion, does go into the tomb right away, and then John follows him. At this point, both see and believe. But what do they see? They see simply an empty empty beer, an empty uh, uh, deathbed, with grave clothes, on it, but nobody. That's what they see and they believe. But it is important to know that up to this point, Mary never entered the tomb. Verse 11 through 16 describes Mary's experience of what has happened here, that Jesus is alive and how she came to understand it. It says here in verses 11-16, through Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? the angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her, who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener, sir, she said. If you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni which is Hebrew for teacher. For each of these disciples, God meets them where they are and shows them that Jesus is alive in ways that will speak to them. And this extends even to the following verses in verses 19 through 29, where Jesus shows up when the disciples are locked away and then again later willing to show Thomas his wounds as evidence that he is who he says he is. Jesus is persistent with the disciples. And, friends, Jesus is persistent with us in showing up as well. In that way, Jesus is a cup that never runs dry. Jesus' resurrection, the news of eternal grace for all of us, is signaled and announced in different ways at different moments. In the empty tomb, in the linen wrappings, being told by friends, seeing angels, Jesus calling them by name, etc. Just as in the passage, the living Jesus shows up for us in different ways at different moments. Let us think through this Lenten series. Think about the times... You felt broken. But God put you back together like kintsugi pieces. Those artistic Japanese pottery repairs that transform a broken vessel into a reusable and renewed work of art. Now think of how God has used you to bring hope and love to others. Despite your brokenness, God Has made you whole again. And think of the Samaritan woman at the well that we talked about, how she was seen and known by Jesus, how Jesus asked her to fill his need of thirst and then filled her need to be seen and understood, and how he sent her to bring hope to people in her community. And they all began to follow Jesus and believed in him. Think about how Jesus has filled you in the past. How your needs, not necessarily your wants, but your needs have been and continue to be filled. And how Jesus has used you like that Samaritan woman too. Or in today's story, think about Mary Magdalene, a woman whom Jesus cast out seven demons. Cast out seven demons from her, as it tells us in the gospel according to Luke, chapter 8, verse 2. Think about how Jesus meets her needs. How he cured her. And how he values her enough to call her to be the first apostle the first one to be sent to preach the good news of Jesus' bodily resurrection think about that when Jesus calls Mary by name she finally recognizes him as her beloved raboni her beloved teacher immediately Jesus tells Mary, not to hold on to him because he has not yet ascended to a, to the Father. And again, he also sends, and I want to pause here. The word, the word, apostolos or apostle means someone or something sent. Jesus sends Mary, as the first apostolos, to spread the good news to the other disciples who will go on to be the Twelve Apostles, who are sent into the world. Like a flowing river or fountain, Jesus is alive and on the move, not an object to be possessed or held onto, or simply a doctrine to be believed. Remember, as much as orthodoxy or right belief is important, so is orthopraxy, right practice. Friends, Jesus is alive and on the move. Just as water flows, Jesus, our living water, moves and moves us with him. The response Jesus asks of Mary and us is to get moving and spread the good news. Let us consider the gifts Jesus has given us on Easter with his resurrection from the dead. He has given us forgiveness. He has given us reconciliation with God, meaning that we are brought back into a right relationship with God. Our slate has been wiped clean. Our trespasses, our debts, our sins have been paid in full. We are given a brand new life filled with purpose, direction, guidance, fellowship the power of love, the power of God. And we are the inheritors of eternal life and the kingdom of God. We are God's children adopted into God's family through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Friends, we are always in need Of grace. We always need this grace. Always. Not just once in a while or on special occasions. But every single day of our lives. By Jesus' death and resurrection. And the gift of the Holy Spirit. that That life giving water. That life giving grace. Is always available to us. Always. So I want you to. I want to invite you now to reflect on your relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Do you have a relationship with him? Do you know him? Do you long for him? Do you seek him out? Or perhaps you don't have a relationship. Or you're not sure if you do or not. Friends, this is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day we rejoice at the fact that Jesus is alive and is Lord of all. I want to take this moment, this opportunity... To invite you into a relationship with your Lord Jesus Christ. If you are here, you are here because Jesus called you here. Sure, some of you may be here because you're in the car listening to this, or and somebody's listening to it with you, or you may have. Accidentally stumbled upon it but make no mistake you are here because the Holy Spirit led you here so I want to invite you to take that first bold step take that first bold step I want you to take the first step and come forward, so to speak. Kneel at the altar in your heart and ask Jesus into your heart. Ask Jesus to take over your life, to erase your sin, to make you whole again. Or perhaps you know Jesus. Perhaps a life, perhaps you've been lifelong Christians, but you feel like you could use that reconnection, that renewal or healing of some sort. Come up and pray. Again, come up to the altar in your heart and pray. I invite you to do so now. Think about what area of your life is in need of particular grace at this time and be attentive to the signs of that grace that may be showing up. Consider how Jesus is calling you to be givers of grace in others' lives. For instance, if you see someone having a bad day or struggling, you could take a risk and offer to pray with them. Sisters and brothers, we currently are being called to move with Jesus like living water into our communities. What would it look like if we all gave each other grace instead of harboring resentments and sowing division? What does it look like for our congregation or your congregation, wherever you're attending, to be like Mary, Simon, Peter, and John? and really go out into the world to share the good news of Jesus' resurrection and the gift of forgiveness and eternal life? How can we show our towns and our communities that our churches mean business and our businesses love? After all, that is what we're about, amen? Let us live into our Lord's resurrection, Maranatha, he is risen indeed. Let us live into our Lord's resurrection and be the church that loves its community for the sake of Jesus Christ and his eternal kingdom. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, I thank you and praise you for all who have listened to this message, and I thank you for those who have asked you into their hearts or have asked to reconnect with you today Lord may you reach out to them in powerful ways and show them your full presence and your full mercy and grace so that they may grow in it and grow in you Lord for all this day who are in need of you I pray I pray that they seek you out but in all things lead us to be your church your people doing your will and following your example, and bringing others into your kingdom for your sake and the sake of all your children. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Friends, thank you for tuning in on this Easter Sunday. I wish you a happy and blessed Easter. Remember, he is risen. He is risen indeed. And so with that, friends, I will leave it right here with this. Remember, you are richly blessed. Richly blessed not only in life, but also in the resurrection. Be a blessing to others. Go in peace.